Danielle here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. Chanel here. Today we are talking about tips for getting rid of the belly fat using intermittent fasting. Pretty excited about this one because when the menopause symptoms kind of hit me, the belly fat was one of the first, I guess, notifications that uh, this perimenopause thing was going on. And I can promise you it was kind of brought out of frustration because I hadn't changed my exercise, hadn't changed my food, and all of a sudden this belly fat was just piling on out of nowhere. And uh, I was very frustrated about it. So intermittent fasting has been one of the tools that has been really like just just such a massive game changer in this area and has allowed me to get my body composition back to be able to get rid of the belly fat. Um, but I think firstly we need to understand why our body is doing this. So look I truly believe that when you learn to master your nutrition and your lifestyle you can get these things under control you can make the body composition changes you can get your menopause symptoms under control and of course the body composition changes tend to you know tie into the belly fat if that is an area that is of concern um, it is very common that that it happens on the belly fat uh, belly fat happens on the belly I should say um, and that is because our bodies are actually really smart so first we've got to unpack this and actually understand why is it that it's happening on the belly you know we're getting fat deposits on the belly uh, so we're going to dive into that firstly our bodies are pretty smart they actually will let us know which hormones are kind of playing out so when it's insulin then it tends to be belly fat issues when it's progesterone it tends to be more around like your bum and hips area and if you've got thyroid issues it's kind of like around this this you know breast area like your 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 bust area so that is definitely one way your body is kind of giving you a notification the second thing I kind of want to bring attention to is and I didn't know this and understand this myself is that our bodies are actually doing us a favor uh, I didn't feel like this at the time but it's the truth like what's happening is it's either an excess of you know uh, calories sugar hormones toxins and our body is actually trying to help us out by getting rid of those toxins and store or the excess calories they're being stored as fat and chooses the belly fat area because that is a lot safer than around the heart or around your lungs or you know like the 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 organs that are really important in our body so our belly fat area uh, tends to be a safer place for us to store that fat source now if you are like me and you have some bad gut health this is me rewind five years i had very bad leaky gut so my body was actually depositing fat on my gut to help try and remove the toxins from 
this bad gut situation as well. So there's like a number of different reasons why our, our, our belly fat kind of comes. And then there's two types of fat on our belly. We've got our visceral fat, which is closer to our organs, and our subcutaneous fat, which is obviously on the outer layers. So these are all things we need to bear in mind when we're on this fat loss journey, wanting to change our body composition, understanding all these things is a really, you know, important first step. And I wish I kind of had a better handle on that when it was happening to me. So, you know, a few tips, I suppose, firstly, with intermittent fasting is mixing up your fasting. Now, you've heard me talk about this recently. Um, if you tune into the content that I put out, our bodies are pretty smart. And if we don't give our body a reason to change, it will just adapt. So I personally fell into this trap with intermittent fasting where I was just doing exactly the same amount of time every day. I would just fast, you know, 16 hours each day or 15 hours each day, not giving my body a chance to shake things up. And that is actually really important for your body to be able to go into different we call intermittent fasting a hormetic stress. So it's actually giving our body a little, a, a small amount of stress. Um, and that actually is that what then the body responds to and, and changes and makes changes. So there's a few things you can do if you're really concentrating on getting rid of the belly fat. One of them is avoiding like inflammatory oils, um, like bad, the bad oils like canola oil, sunflower oil these um, are full of toxins that our body doesn't use very well canola oil sunflower oil there's a number of i'll have to put out some cheat sheets around the oils to kind of avoid these are stored as visceral fat so we really don't really want those in our diet obviously using fasting is going to keep your insulin low uh, if you tune into the content I talk about, this is one of the big reasons it's so beneficial in menopause because we want to keep our insulin low, especially in the first, you know, kind of half of our month. So I will kind of point out that if you are still following a hormonal cycle, that you should be following certain fasting windows at different times of the month. This is very important and that's uh, uh, probably something I didn't know when I started intermittent fasting, but it is very important for making fasting a success um, is timing it with your cycle. So look like definitely be doing that. Obviously lowering your carbs um, makes a difference in menopause and this is because of the insulin playing out and um, really kind of going to, to more... Um, natural carbohydrates like sweet potatoes um, that sort of thing rather than processed so trying to get rid of the processed carbohydrates out of your diet and just being kind of carbohydrate appropriate I like to call it where think about carbohydrates in your diet as being there for energy and activity so look at your day how much activity how much energy am I putting out if you're being sedentary then 
you probably really need to minimize your carbohydrates because you're not using them for energy. Um, the next thing, obviously, you hear me talk about this all the time, is upping your protein. This uh, helps us you know, build and and uh, preserve muscle and muscle helps us burn fat so we need like a, a good amount of protein in our diet for protein muscle synthesis it keeps us fuller for longer and um, you know helps stabilize blood sugars on like this is a whole another topic you know you know I love high protein so really important prioritize your protein avoid something called obesogens now this is something that um, look, I would just go Google, go Google obesogens. They are, they come in all different forms, things like, you know, artificial sugar and sweeteners and things like this. These can get stored as belly fat as well. So your homework is to go Google obesogens and understand what they are and possibly avoid them. Another one is to up your cardio. So this helps us use our cortisol. Now cortisol gets a bad rap and when we're looking at menopause and balancing hormones we don't want to have cortisol racing through our body 24-7, 100%. However, we also want cortisol to be used appropriately. So cortisol is essential for, um, you know, for, for many different functions in our day. Um, it helps us out believe it or not uh, we just need to be able to manage it and use it correctly so for example if you are at work and you've got a stressful situation that's popped up and you feel cortisol in your body the best thing to do is actually go and do some exercise so try and you know I don't know do some star jumps like go and move your body our cortisol in our body is there it's part of our fight or flight reflex. So it's kind of takes us back to when we're running away from a tiger. We get a surge of cortisol and that helps us like, you know, react and save our life. So obviously we're not running away from tigers anymore. However, we get ourselves in stressful situations and when we feel that cortisol, we need to actually move our body and respond and get it out of our system. So if we learn to do this, this will actually help balance our hormones a lot better and you will find that it won't mess up your, uh, you know, sex hormones like for, for menopause symptoms and stuff as well. Um, so that's why upping your cardio. So this, this all works into why exercise is so important because it does help balance our cortisol. Uh, you know when we exercise so all of these things they work together um, obviously strength training big fan builds muscle muscle burns fat so you know these are all things that same thing they all work together um, mindfulness tools like you know doing yoga meditation I love journaling um, you know these things are there just to help balance our day like you know look at how our lives are these days we rush around especially if you still have kids at home um, if you've got a busy job you've got a lot of pressures on your plate we we call this the rushing woman syndrome where we need to balance it out now we generally as women don't get taught very well about this I have three daughters so I'm doing my best to try and teach the girls younger that they need to have this balance and look after themselves 
I think what's important is our body naturally does it for us. Like the week before our period when we have progesterone racing through our bodies or, or building in our bodies, at that time of the month, we naturally feel more tired. We naturally want to, you know, put our feet up on the couch. We naturally want to chill out. So we need to actually go with that as well. Like our body is trying to teach us something and we need to be able to learn to listen to that, to be able to, you know, get into that zone where we are, you know, doing that self-care. I mean, it shouldn't just be that week before your period, but it should be um, at any at any time. You know, I don't think women are really taught this very well. And we live in a world now that is so much busier than our mums or our grandmothers. So we really need to be reminded, if you like. Um, about this the last thing I will remind you about before we finish this off and hopefully these uh, tips on how to get rid of the belly fat have been helpful is uh, to up your water so I worked with a client um, a one-on-one client and she was struggling to lose belly fat just struggling to lose weight in general and couldn't work out what was going on and we figured out she wasn't actually drinking enough water. She was drinking very minimal amounts of water. It was not nearly enough. As soon as she started prioritizing water, she started losing weight. So don't, don't fall into that trap. Water is one of the easiest things that you can do to you know, make sure you're healthy and your system is operating well and it will affect your efforts to change your body composition. So that is my last reminder for you. I'm hoping that this has been helpful. Uh, you know, losing belly fat or changing your body composition is never like a, you know, a one size fits all. It's going to look different for everyone. And, um, you know, don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Try and lean into it and learn about your body. And, you know, and, and, and uh, along the way you will, you know, create ways and hopefully using some of these techniques. Um, I will mention that, you know, if you are starting from scratch, give yourself some time, be patient. Uh, you know, I have been intermittent fasting for almost six years now and I'm still learning things about it. So don't, uh, don't, don't worry if it's not a quick kind of results coming at you, you know, and we all want that. Like that's the, the, the life, the society we live in. We want, we want everything yesterday. So have some patience, have some consistency. Follow some of those steps and you will find that your body composition will start changing and just, um, you know, love your body on the journey of learning more about it. So thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you guys so much. If you have found this helpful, please uh, make sure you're following. If you could go and subscribe, then others will find this podcast too. I would appreciate that so much like this the more we can help each other on our journeys to living our most optimal self and thriving in menopause if you guys are on that menopause journey with me so thanks for tuning in today and i will see you again soon